0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish
1: football banter. Good evening, welcome to Scottish Football Forums. Uh, I'm John, and tonight I'm joined by Chris and John. How you doing? Even, even. How you doing? I was thinking this on I was starting maybe I shouldn't say evening I
2: know it's like look look, last, look, the
1: day. Of... exactly yeah. aye but then I don't want to say hello so I don't know maybe we'll call it up with something else different next week we'll see uh, but I straight into the action because obviously there's no trying to to talk about yet because we're still a wee bit away from the league starting uh, Celtic I suppose first of all
2: yep through the, the next round of the Champions of Qualifying. I
1: think it's th- a bit of a formality after the first leg. Aye,
2: well, I think most people expected it was going to be a formality and it turned out to be pretty much the same as the first leg, to be honest. They have to go all over one field and got the job done. Four goals, two of them for Scott Sinclair. I, I was going to say he got three of the six in the tie, but I've seen it suggested the, for, the first goal in Belfast was a non-goal. Uh, aye, Scott Sinclair, three of the six. Uh, Roger going to score as well. Uh, uh, Armstrong, got the other one. Mm-hmm. one off the bench.
1: So, I, right. I suppose that was one of the big, the because maybe one of the main talking points was maybe Armstrong would be on the bench. natural made his debut. So, Roger said it wasn't because of the contract situation. But
2: no, I, I would tend to totally agree with that actually because it's what it was a, such a great opportunity to introduce a new guy in front of Celtic Park, which I, I say I would forget the fact we hadn't quite sold out season tickets yet. Um, so. The tie was done already, as you said, for the first leg. Bring it in, and Cham seemed like a good bet. So, they did alright as far as I could hear. I've never seen the game, they're just a
0: a... I think Celtic could have played, made about four or five changes and still won 4-0, to be honest. Um, yeah. They were always going to come through comfortably, but, you know, you still got to make sure you get the job done. And they did it very comfortably.
2: Yeah, that's it. And now they're going to play Rosenberg on Wednesday night, a game I get to go to, <laughs> Why are you going, to? Like, yeah, I'm going to the game. Unlucky uh, for uh, some of the other Celtic fans, but <laughs> there's been enough fallout for that. Cause we should probably mention there was a, a, a banner that was deemed unacceptable for the brigade, which has resulted in Celtic having to take somewhat drastic action by not just throwing out the Green Brigade but anybody around them. There's about 900 people at the Rosenberg game or the Hearts game, which is a real shame. Um... Whatever your thoughts on a banner, it seems a bit extreme to ban everybody around the game, But Surely it's... they'll
1: just get tickets when elsewhere, anyway.
2: Well, they can't, because they've been locked out online and stuff. I'd assume some of them will probably get pals to get them tickets. Ah, they the don't um, be entirely missing, but some of them will just not bother going, because there's a bit of a protest. It's not really the time you want to be doing this, either, because this is one the important games of the season for Celtic. They want the, the backing of everybody where possible, so... So to do this now is, is uh, maybe shooting herself in the foot. I hope that, but we shall see what happens. Um, but a lot has been said about the banner. Uh, personally, I thought it was pretty mild. The, the suggestion that it's supporting paramilitary. Oh uh, right, a wee guy It's dressed like he's in the IRA. Which isn't acceptable, but uh, I'm sure it was done to uh, aggravate the away fan which is what most stuff at football is, to be honest. Um, t- t- for, for me, the problem with the Green Brigade was the, the, of all the things they could have picked on when it came to Winfield, uh, given the projectiles that were thrown at the pitch in the first leg and the, the racist banners against Scott Sinclair that were getting burned around Belfast and the bonfires the week before, they chose to go down the, the tired old Provo's option, which they, they, they should be a, a lot smarter.
1: point. It's disappointing.
2: Yeah,
0: Celtic obviously, because um, that was what the tenth or eleventh charge in the last six years, and most of that has been down to that section of fans. I mean, don't get me wrong; I think the Green Brigades do a great job in creating atmosphere at Celtic Park. You know, when they don't get involved, bring the political rubbish with them, you know, they actually create a great atmosphere, and they're yeah. you know at kind of Celtic Park, but. Why do they need to persist? And, you know, persist with these banners and their statement at the weekend pretty much said we're going to continue. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, you know, if you're a fan of a football club, you put the club first. You know, nothing else should matter as far as I'm concerned. But that's just an outsider's opinion.
2: My my instinct is that the club have decided to hammer not just the Green Brigade but other fans as well because of that attitude. Because if they just hammered the Green Brigade, the Green Brigade th- attitude would be, well, okay, we've been hammered for it, we take the consequences of our actions. Whereas if it's having a knock-on effect for other fans, they might think twice about it. So I, I'm guessing that's the theory behind the the, the collective punishment. I'm not a, a, I don't agree with the collective punishment, I must admit, but if that's the theory, then I can understand why they've done it. Um, but you're right, the Green Brigade, for the most part, do generate a great atmosphere at Celtic Park. They've had some fantastic displays in the past. Uh, I will. I imagine they will continue to have some uh, fantastic displays when they get back. In. Um, but um, they, 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 uh, they do say they're not going to change their politics. I kind of have a bit of uh, an admiration for them for for standing there. But there's a time and a place, and it's increasingly uh, obvious that the, the, the time and place is not at Celtic Park. I, I, and I fully understand that the, there's an argument that says. Celtic have had political leanings since the founding, because I, I, I know my the long even before Celtic were founded, there was Home Rule people involved mm-hmm. and all sorts. So it goes back to, to the founding of Celtic, but we're 129, 130 years away from that. now. Times have changed a bit. We're good what 20 years or something since the Good Friday mm-hmm. Agreement. So the IRA have hung up their weapons. <laughs> it's time Celtic fans moved on.
1: Yeah, it's disappointing we're having to talk about this as opposed to football. Yeah, and and to be honest, that's
2: all I've been talking about for the last few days, unfortunately. I'd rather be talking about the fact that Linfield were good and that we're playing Rosenberg on Wednesday night, because the focus should be on the Rosenberg game and the focus should be on getting the the best atmosphere possible to back the team to beat Rosenberg. But unfortunately, there's a lot of infighting going on at the moment. (sighs) Ultimately, it's not my place to tell the entire Celtic support what to think and what to say and what to sing and what to do. (laughs) Um, And there's probably an argument to say that the, those that are on Celtic aren't, are, are in a better position to do that, but aren't the be-all and end-all what Celtic is. Yeah,
1: but they've struggled with it for a good few years too, hence why there's been the numerous fines.
2: The other problem is we've had, what, something like five or six uh, charges the, over this two-leg tie, and only one of them is actually directed at the fans. There's another one that, that's a real concern, uh, it was the blocking the stairways at, at Celtic Park in the second leg. And to all as far as the evidence goes, it seems it was the police that were blocking it, not the fans. So that's got to be a concern. Um, the stupid thing with the bibs uh, and the, the, the sports was on the bibs is <laughs> just a, a, a ridiculous oversight by Celtic. Uh, the, other, the other ones were Lee Griffiths and his charge, which he'll be he suspended for the Rosenberg game, which is uh, because of the, the scarf tying thing, which was the thing for you to back up on. But um, and then the five bookings thing was ridiculous as well because one of the bookings was, for, was getting stuff thrown at him. So that's, I think is that five different charges over those two legs then and only one of them is actually relating to the fans and it's the one that the fans, has, which seems to be getting the most attention. Yeah. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really concerned with the police thing and the Green Brigade brought this one up as well because they, they, they've also said that they believe the, the stairways was the police, not them. Um, so I would like to hear more on, on that. And even Celtic's uh, statement when they were explaining why they'd closed the section was along the lines of the flares at the Hearts game at the end of the season perfectly understandable that was an impressive looking display but um, questionable use of flares yet again Uh, and then they never really explained what the problems were at the Linfield game they kind of alluded to the banner but then showing a banner is isn't going to get the section closed or certainly not the safety reasons which is why they, they said they'd closed the section so I'd be interested to know what, what the safety reasons, because it's been a bit vague in that one. And if it's the police, then there's this question should be asked. Another thing Green Brigade, um, Celtic supporter, Supporters Liaison Officer, hadn't been involved in certain aspects of the, the policing and the stewarding, which, by UEFA's rules, is supposed to be. So um, I'm not sure if the Green Brigade will try to get charged with something else. But they were raising a very valid point that the Supporters Liaison Officer has not been involved in the things he should be so I think th- there, there certainly needs to be movement on all sides in this because the Green Brigade need to rein it and a bit the the club need to start being a bit more open with the discussion. And certainly, when it comes to the police and there needs to be a bit of give. In case I watch a spacey, what
1: happens? It? I think so. Yeah,
2: it's going to be like the 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 letters that have gone out to the nine hundred. that won't be at the game. Won't be at the Hearts game. I had suggested There'd be more communication before the Hearts game, which is interesting. Um, so, there might be a, a rethink when it comes to the Hearts game, but the same letter also said about um, word But then it also suggested that there was only going to be a, more information after that, so the two games that they've been manned for could last even longer depending on what the results are. Yeah. So, he says, watch our space.
1: Know much about Rosenberg these days. Other than I've seen, they've not been in the Champions League group stage for 10 years, which seems crazy when it used to be they were the other. that every year. Yeah. Right. But
2: I mean, that, uh, I was looking up uh, Celtics record against Norwegian teams and they beat it was fairly similar to the Scottish Cup final against Aberdeen the first three Celtic won and then the second three they lost so I'm hoping it goes the same way because obviously the 7th one Celtic won with Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup beat Rosenberg in the 7th game um, but yeah the the first two was in the mid 70s when they beat Rosenberg home and away, the third one was when Alan Thompson scored the, the free kick in 2001 uh, it then flipped in its head as Rosenberg beat us 2-0 uh, thanks to two Harold Bratback goals, <laughs> which is <was>, uh, <laughs> a bit of a back to haunt you kind of thing. And then the last two games we played against Norwegian teams was Mulder, under uh, Ronnie Dyler was in charge. They were two defeats, unfortunately. Fortunes against Norwegian teams flips in its head once again. I to
1: imagine, it won't be an easy tie.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, from now on, it's going to be difficult. Um, uh, the fact that we beat Linfield means we're guaranteed another two rounds. Now it's either going to be in the Champions League qualifying, or it's going to be one in the Champions League qualifying, and then we're one, we drop into the Europa League. Uh, but I think even the Europa League playoff would be difficult, so I think we've had our easy Europe tie, so. Uh, day. So this time last year it was Astana, which was a really difficult away trip. somehow managed to come back, with was a one each. Um, got back to the Celtic park, were two one up, uh, and then they equalised. And they make the last minute penalty with Dunbele. So, yeah, uh, and was it uh, not uh, a two one
0: victory, Chris?
2: it was a 2-1 victory that's... at Celtic Park yeah. Aye. Yeah, I, I, like, it was one each over there and 2-1 at Celtic Park it was a last minute penalty that yeah. made it 2-1 <laughs> otherwise we have got extra time
1: in terms of odds for the game anyway Celtic are 2-5 draw is 18-5 and Rose are 7-1
2: it's always difficult to go on the odds though because generally the bookies will go with the, the Scottish team or the English team because that's where the money tends to go um, but uh, Rosenberg's talking about it as if well, it's, it's, it's Celtics to lose. Uh, I think they're going for the wall in Celtic into a false sense of security kind of theory. Uh, they did beat the Dundalk uh, in the previous round, but it took them extra time to do it. And Dundalk were 1 0 up over uh, Toronto in the second leg. So that was, they, they came close to getting papped up, but uh, made it through an extra time. I
0: know Rosenberg are more than halfway through their season, yeah. but you know, it's. It's not the worst draw that you could have had this time. And it's not the Rosenberg it was in two thousand one. I know it's not the same Celtic side as two thousand one, but you know it's you know you're not getting that do the way trip out to Kazakhstan or Croatia yeah. or anywhere in Eastern Europe. So. Or, or
1: Bosnia,
2: sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just just rounding off the whole Celtic stuff. Um, the News today was that when Marseille were overplaying Rangers, angels they apparently spoke to Celtic about Dembele. It's just it's just rumours at the moment. Talking um, £20 million, which seems a hell of a lot more than the, we were talking about a few months ago. When I mean, we were talking about selling it to Chelsea and that for 40000000 So million. We'll wait and see what happens with that. The, this, even Sky Sports News, we're suggesting we want to sell until after all the Champions League qualifiers are done. We shall see. Um, I think it'll be a, a long summer <laughs> before we find out exactly what's going to happen. Because we're only in July, there's another at least month and a bit to go to the end of the transfer window.
0: It could be a similar agreement to when Van Dyke left because he stayed for the Champions of Qualifiers or it didn't work he didn't go through but I think that was an agreement in principle type of thing gets the Champions League then we'll sell you before deadline day yeah. although I think Dembele might, um, isn't too fuss about going but you know, at the end of the day Celtic get 20 or whatever
2: We'll take it. I think their belly's thinking is if he can get a game for somebody, like, like, he'll get a game week in, week out, and it's somebody that's a big name, then they'll go. Now, I'll are a decent uh, French team. Being French himself, he's probably got an interest there. But uh, his aims will be play for a big team, play constantly, uh, get in the French squad, I would imagine. So Yeah.
1: Especially for the World Cup next year? Sure. Yes. My aim is getting in that World
2: Cup squad. Uh,
1: it probably moves us on to Thursday then?
2: Yeah. The good news uh, Jackie, is, Andy's alright, having been in that Yes. to get attacked with the baseball bats yes, and stuff.
1: Yes, that, that is indeed good news.
2: Uh, Scary times. It's ridiculous when you spend half your time talking about Celtic and banners and flares, and then there's, uh, across Europe there's people getting beat up with baseball bats, and UEFA won't touch d- that because it wasn't near the other game.
1: Well, should say that it wasn't actually, from what I hear, it wasn't actually maybe Sir Aki fans, but it was a place called Molster, um, so it was kind of some kind of ultra from a team near there, so it might not have actually been Soroky Brazeg fans that were involved so aye, that's probably why UEFA can't really touch it I would think yeah. Even if it yeah. was
2: the, the, the Soroky fans involved, the UEFA wouldn't touch it because it was no there the yeah. and ultimately you're not
1: sure you
0: can even prove it was with the Soroky fans or not Exactly. Yeah. Well, remember 10 years ago Abilene fans were involved in Madrid I was in Madrid Of course, I was in the stadium at the time um, but I, I heard about it when I get in. Um, and but I don't think you if did anything from my recollection to let's on that occasion, because it happened outside the stadium. Yeah. Um, or they couldn't prove it. I think that's what it all comes down to. Is you know how do you prove it was Sarokey fans? How do you prove it's this fans if it didn't happen near the stadium? Which uh, not a lot you can do. But as long as the Aberdeen fans are safe and
1: they also get a nice trip home following the result. Yeah, talking of that, I should go back to Celtic. Did you see something in the news earlier? Eh, uh, about when Celtic played Ajax, I think it was. Mm. The Ajax fans attacked the pubs.
2: Yes, aye.
1: You were talking about a... how the the case won't be heard in Scotland, it'll be heard in Holland. Yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting. Is that
2: was that, that over here, the, the pubs in the gallery you're talking about?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's right,
1: I don't know that. Aye. That's interesting. It was on the news earlier, Um well, they were talking about say that it's basically it's going to all be dealt with in Holland as opposed it, to here
2: is it going to be Scottish courts in Holland or is it going to be the Dutch courts
1: no I think it's going to be Dutch courts The reckon what? aye there was no actual eh uh, courts from like the Scottish justice or something anything like that but there was some suggestion that it was probably down to cost get
2: a bit aye the
1: yes First. so aye uh, but aye back to Aberdeen day, thank like you. You watched it in Premier Sports, I take it, John? Yeah, I did. Um, I watched it in Premier Sports. Um,
0: th- the first half was obviously pretty poor. Um, and then, so we'll just get by that. But the second half, we really came in the game. Um, you know, that was the thing that impressed me about the, our performances, our fitness levels just went up and up as the game went on and started creating more chances. Taking Stockley off for Maynard, although Maynard didn't actually do that much when he came on, um, I think that helped a little because we started playing the ball on the deck and Christie's passes for the two goals and the two finishes were just excellent and it was a really good performance solid performance and good to get through because a lot of people were writing us off after the 1-1 at Patoja but I, I was confident we would win I mean I made it oh, yeah. last week, um, and I never see these things out loud as you know You know, um, yep. I was. I wouldn't predict an aberdeen Morton semi-final last year but I just fancied this last week because of our European away record,
1: and yeah, yeah, it came up definitely. I mean, certainly in terms of the first half, there was maybe a couple of scares, uh at times. If their guy had had a better touch, I think they would have been good at half time, maybe a, a goal down. Okay. However, yeah, managed the game really well. I know that's something that is kind of talked about a lot under the kind of set we do tend to manage games pretty well. Um, I think there was a couple of surprises in terms of, kind of team selection that's before the game. Um, quite an attacking line because obviously Tansy dropped out uh, and Greg Stewart came in after the first like and then I wasn't that surprised I thought Stockley would start instead of Rooney so that was the other one
0: Yeah, I kind of thought Stockley would start as well just given the, that was the lineup in the Scottish Cup final that, the, the call, sorry, putting Stockley in um, but Stockley for me didn't do what he was supposed to do in terms of, you know, he's normally there for heading the ball and holding up the ball. He didn't do anything. I don't even remember him touching the ball much in the first half. Um,
2: yeah.
0: But, you know, McInnes' plan was always to have money, give it a presence and then bring someone more prolific mobile like Maynard or Rooney, and obviously it paid off. But, um, McInnes made a good point. I only noticed this when I watched it today again. Maynard makes a decent little run to take a defender away and that freed up the space for Stewart for the first goal. Obviously, that'll not get talked about because it was, um... You know, a great pass by Christine Stuart Finish, but that run by Maynard was quite crucial with that to Stuart getting yeah,
1: in. Made space. Yeah, well, certainly McInnes was talking up Maynard uh, after yesterday's friendly, mm-hmm. um, saying that he had kind of four or five chances. Just probably maybe about to get one chance away, and that'll be him going. Um, mm-hmm. So I' talking about fairly much. You're, you're starting to then think is Rooney. I don't know, but where does Rooney sit in terms of? <laughs> Not going to be an automatic first choice. I don't think. It's
2: very good competition for places.
1: Yes, um, and then the good thing as well. Aye, Christie, terrific quality for both goals. But both Greg Stewart and Guy Stephen even get first goals for the club as well. Mm-hmm. Early early doors, which is always good. Yeah, just...
2: Stephen had a chance at the first leg as well, didn't he? He
1: did. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's why he couldn't really. That's why he couldn't play really us. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Ryan Chris, he was terrific in that yeah. second half.
0: But it's good for Mackay Stevens to get the first goals, as you say. Um, cause, I mean, because I mean, Mackay Stevens, particularly is a confidence player, and that will give him the the belief going you know, into this week that hopefully he can get a consistent on the form and show the kind of player that he was at Dundee United. And he st- I mean, remember at Celtic he started well, but then he faded a wee bit and he lost, obviously lost his place. But hopefully he can recapture that form on you know, him if he does. Did have a bad at Celtic?
1: not have a bad record in terms of goals per games uh, I think he'll do well one the games I think he'll do well uh, however again another player that McInnes was talking about yesterday um, Scott Wright seems to think that he's going to have a big impact this year so uh, yeah I ho- hope, hope he does yeah. certainly the, the last game of the season showed what he's capable of there's some excellent competition for places, which is
0: good. Um, and I see story scored against yesterday. I don't know what part he's got to play if he's just getting minutes under his belt before he moves on. Because I, the, I know the Liam Malt story's died down just now, but are we still on the market for another striker? I think so we probably
1: are. Um, however, McKenna said that it's unlikely another play will be in before uh, Thursday. It yeah. Could just be, um, could just so. Uh, yeah. Again, maybe watch a space, see if the kind of Mold deal happens. It's a difficult one with Mold because he's well, he got a year left in his contract. Do they really out to pay what mother we were asking for? When well, he's got a year left, but maybe we could approach when in January. I don't know. I don't know,
2: if so be money. I don't know if it
1: would be money best spent or whether if we have that kind of money, the money we are talking about, just talking maybe upwards of half a million, maybe whether it could be spent better elsewhere. Um the other one from yesterday as well, Carrie Arneson played. Um McKenna said that he's certainly like in the squad for Thursday, but I think reason the lines look like I don't think he'll start. I think he still needs to maybe get up to fitness a bit more. But you never know. Um see what happens. Uh back to the game though as well on Thursday before Greg Stewart scored, I think he was probably one of the contenders that should have been could have been substituted because he wasn't having a particularly great game. Yeah, he had the chance, where he kind of shanked it uh, at one point in his right foot. And I would, I reckon, yeah, he was probably pretty close to being been subbed. Mm-hmm. He did end up getting subbed, not laughing away anyway. But
0: yeah, I think I think in, in the first half he was certainly quite anonymous. I barely some um, touch the ball, but then a lot of our play went down left hand side. In the yeah. second half there was a couple of times she hit the ball in his right foot, but tried to cut in his left. And you know there was a chance that he had, as you mentioned, but he was obviously chipping away. And, um I was I was really pleased when he got his goal, but you're right, Johnny, he could have easily been taken off at that point, but and maybe if that goal didn't happen then he might well have got subbed at that point.
1: Yeah. It was it was it was only about three minutes after they, they got taken off anyway Yeah, yeah um, that was a tactical change
2: obviously.
1: Yeah. You know. Did you see the, the strange situation though when was were in the first half? We had Anthony O'Connor hit uh corner
0: Yeah, I wondered what was happening
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> Quite a clever corner,
0: corner, mind you. Yeah, it was. I mean, because when I first saw him woke up, I thought, right, that reminds me of when Harry Kane was sitting corners Connors, England, in the European right. Championship. I thought, what, where is the logic in that? But it was a great pass out to McLean, and McLean caught it, um, caught it a bit better. It would have been talked about as a memorable piece of genius, but unfortunately, McLean's shot was a bit scuffed into the defender's leg. But it was a good idea. Well worth trying. Yeah. we have got to try these things now and then. I mean, if oh, you yeah. look at the 83 Cup Winners Cup final first goal, um, it was a routine like that that led to the open
2: goal. So, sometimes you've got to try these things. <laughs> Mentioned the 83 Cup win. Nice one.
1: <laughs> I had to get it in. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm going Thursday. You're going uh, Wednesday, Chris, I'm going Thursday. So, uh, John and me both, when we get tickets for the game, seem to have reasonably good omen. So, seat number 83, uh, which is pretty pretty good. Please for that one. Nice one. Yeah. Um but going back again, Thursday pretty pleasant was that's a rocket team, but pretty physical. Uh, I would say their captain probably could have been sent off very easily and we coped with it very well. It's something that we, we had struggled with in the past, maybe not so much last season but the previous season. Uh, we seem to deal a lot better with physical teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they could kind have of had four or five players but
0: to the first half. I mean the the strange thing about the first half was it was one each in bookings. Yeah. Um, Ryan Christie got booted for like, his only foul and mm-hmm. other players were getting away with it in their team but you know as you say we rose above it you know didn't let it get to us and just kept plugging away and, you know got a well-deserved victory and bring on Thursday It'll be, um, which will be tough you know Let's, mm-hmm. people it could have been worse because we could have had everyone as we discussed last week in other teams they were probably the weaker of the seeded teams that we could have got but you need to remember they are seeded and Cyprus are ahead of Scotland and the current
2: rankings, I think. That's the problem at this point, kind of stage. I mean, you, you've had your tie where you were the seeded team. That's kind of where Celtic should be seeded throughout. Uh, Aberdeen, obviously, this round and then forward, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, you're right Appleon, uh, well, Apple Limassol? Is that on them? Mm-hmm. Yes. They're, they're, yeah. They'll be favourites to progress through the tie, but I've um, seen previously that Aberdeen can, so hopefully they can do it again. Well, so, it's hopefully it's fourth time.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's fourth time lucky because the last three seasons we went out at a stage. Um, yeah, you know we've almost got closer every t- every time we'd that so was uh, no they were a technically better team than yeah they were good <laughs> yeah. and then we got um you know the Kazakhstan team um you know
2: Kyra, struggled oh, Kyra yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and another night we could have got that like, tiny extra time but and then last year we should have beaten Maribor yeah. we were all over them at Petardian but for Ash Taylor um with his customary howler and then <laughs> and this, and yeah, then in really the second, <laughs> yeah. And in the second leg, we got done by, you know, the referee blowing for a penalty when we're about to put the ball in the back of the. they not sending off Ekiti. Then Rooney really missed the penalty, and then yeah. that freak on goal. So hopefully yeah. we'll get lucky this time.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> my, my book the odds for Thursday: Aberdeen eleven at ten, the draw eleven at five, and Apple on the at twenty-seven at ten. Sitting so, defence
2: almost. It's good to have got a play of this, but again it goes back to. But the money will be on the, the Scottish team. Yeah. Um, do, do, hey, do, my, my, one of my favourite things for the this tie was uh, the SPL stats tweet of um Scottish clubs have won just five or twenty five European ties after drawn one one at home in the first leg. Aberdeen's record is zero out of three. And I read that and tweeted before the game, for everything there's a yes. first time, sure enough. Seen that. One out of four, five six out of
1: twenty six now. Uh no interesting thing I found from the game the actual amount of left footers that we had on our team. Mm-hmm. It was predominantly a team of left footers. Well, all yeah. was. <laughs> yep. Only Logan or Stockley, out the outfield players, right-footed. That's left-footed. I found it quite interesting because usually yeah. it's the other way around.
0: <laughs> it used to be a point where you couldn't really find a right-footer, and sort of find a left-footer in any team, and you know you had the, the theme of right-footed um, left-backs, but now you're getting. The opposite. Well, in Scotland's case, with Kieran that's yeah. what they're doing. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, I see as long as they can play football, it doesn't matter what foot they kick with. Well. <laughs> yeah,
1: those thing I think it did cost us at times as when Greg Stewart is trying to cut back all the time on his left foot because it's mm-hmm. predictable. But
0: but at least he showed he can use his right foot when necessary, though. Yes. So hopefully, working that. that
1: good... Yep. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Thursday. Should be a good crowd. I think so far. At least ten thousand sold. So, I
0: think that'll go up um, as the days come on. I Me, mean, I wish I could have got um, got, up, but unfortunately, my work don't have any availability for time off because it's a all right. season. But well. um, hopefully, if we get through, I'll you know, be chatting to my boss's um, desk to say, right, I don't care about the holiday situation. I want to go to the next game. we'll <laughs> right, see. At,
1: at one point the game had finished, I'd had a few rums, so uh, probably wasn't a idea, but I was looking at going to Cyprus, so I was contacting my boss to try and get the Thursday off, because i off the Wednesday and Friday, and I'd actually got flights booked to Cyprus, but then got an email to say that the flight was full, um, but, but <sighs> at the end, I'd have been taking the boy as well, and I worked out of it all in, I and mean, we'd only been going maybe the Wednesday, I'd been there for Wednesday and Thursday, coming back prior on Friday, it probably cost about a or so I thought, well, probably can't really justify that. So thankfully, yeah. probably lucky that the, the actual flight got cancelled because mm-hmm. they're doing a pretty pricey trip, uh, I think. Yeah. And the game we've been in to Larnaca as well. And I noticed mm-hmm. it's not going to be in Limitale. Yeah. So... Aye, nice I'd like part. to
2: do so, We're about to throw in time where the temperature's pretty much the same as it is here whereas the airport is going to it, go to Cyprus. Aye,
1: well, I've some folks saying they're going to Ionapa and stuff like that. Aye. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and actually. My mate just texted me saying, "I suppose like now, talking about so we've sold fourteen thousand tickets for Thursday, so aye, right, pretty decent." What's the breaking I news? It's, it's,
2: it's, mm-hmm. Breaking news. Yeah, Emilio Izaguirre has left Celtic because of fire club. Oh, I thought he'd done it. It's just been confirmed, like in the last twenty Day. minutes, by that. Uh, going it's been Day. it's been kind of in the in the pipeline for a, a while. I'm there now. Celtic, I don't think Celtic are confirmed it yet, but the club is for the first pictures I'm signing, so... Ah, oh, well.
1: Uh, so, I, moving on, probably Betfred Cup, a few, a decent, pretty interesting fixtures at weekend weekend, Ross County and the Hibs, maybe the... Went oh,
0: to <laughs> Um, Yeah, went to Palace, but, uh, although Ross County should have been down to 10 men, Tim Chow, yet again, with a horrific um looking attempt to try and win the ball two feet in the air. I remember getting done for that at Petodre mm-hmm. um, and the Ross County captain Paul coin went and said what are you doing? and um, which said all oh, and there he's at it again. You know um yeah. That's a point you don't rate if I remember rightly Chris from podcast last season, two yeah
2: a bit grim to be honest <laughs> i was, sure was one game I was watching the highlights and everything he tried just failed stand out
1: uh, standout out. maybe Partick Thistle being St. man 5-0 spoke last week a wee bit about how St. Minham were second favourites for the the championship <laughs> but yeah Partick Thistle just posed them pretty easily yeah,
2: uh, I, I jumped uh, I mean Thistle mean, we were down to 10 men at 4-0 and they went not part of <laughs>
0: Some of the goals that they scored were really good goals. I mean, yeah. that breakaway for the fifth goal and Spittles' um, free kick was good and um, like Lawless had a really good goal as well. You know, the part of it looked pretty good. Um, although, um, the thing about the League Cup this weekend, there wasn't really any shocks.
2: No, I think the Premier's was the closest, but even there in the same <sighs> division these days.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have said that was a shock. I think, you know, Falker, know, the two of them yeah. all will be up there for promotion anyway. Um yeah, so I think, I think a lot of the Premier League teams have made sure they've prepared properly because mm-hmm. last season you had Ross County going out, you had Dundee going out. Um, you know, I think this year they've prepared a the wee bit properly
2: yeah. this time. Hearts took their time to get going against these five, but they did eventually win 3 so.
1: Aye, and was it Dundee beat Bucky 2-0 and Neil McCann cancelled their day off? and said they
2: In for Sunday training or something. <laughs> Aye sick Any it's going up to one tonight? I'm just hunting through the fixtures, and I don't really see it's going to be stand out. I wonder if BBC will have someone winning um, by equal scoring penalties
0: again. Oh yeah, well, they did between the south. It, the south. Yeah, it's Queen not even the first south time have done that. They went, they it's twice it. in a week. Aye? And they had
1: and they had the wrong team. Does it not? Yeah, both did occasions
0: they? they had the wrong team. Last week they had four for one and three each, but it actually turned out breaking one for three, <laughs> and then. And then Saturday, the Queen of South won in 5-5 five, five, and actually lost 6-5.
2: <laughs> oh, it's
0: good old BBC. It used to be really good. But... I,
2: I'm looking at <laughs> scores and fixtures you've got about. you're viewing our new way to show football scores and fixtures. I'd suggest you've probably got work to do yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get them right.
0: <laughs> you don't get away penalties. <laughs> away penalty victories, as you pointed out in the group chat. <laughs>
2: It's weird, I mean, even, like, like, all the games shouldn't be, like, Tuesday night, but there's 7.45 kick-offs, there's 8 o'clock kick-offs, there's half-seven kick-offs. It's just there's, a, there's an odd mixer, and then all you right. Dundee Wednesday night. Quite interesting, though,
1: how it opened with a derby, where Aaron Kelly and then finishes with Dundee-Dundee-Ride, the group stages. Dundee-Dundee-Ride on Sundays on BT Sport. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, not bad. Yeah. They
2: I think Hearts and Femlin's on BT Sport as well this yeah. Saturday. No, this Saturday it's just Is done. that the three o'clock yeah. kickoff again? Yeah, I, I was asking that one on Twitter. Like, why are they allowed to do that? And I got a, a range of different answers. From uh, that rule doesn't actually apply in Scotland. We don't only do it at courtesy, and I think that's probably nonsense. Or so Sky would be snapping it up in a second. Um, I had uh, it's too early in the year, so it doesn't really kick in until August. Well, how does that work if it? if the league kicks off in July, as Aye, I, think in the just like snow, I think it's just because the league's no. I think it's just because the Snow not started yet. Aye, it could just but be that. I think it is. If there's league games, then that's why yeah. you get away with the Scottish Cup final at the other end of the season because there's never any league games. Mhm. Uh, no, I, I would be more interested if we do it more often. <laughs> yeah, it's just the same. They need to break
0: um, break down that, that rule, but I don't see that changing anytime soon in this traditional country.
2: So, do we know when the the second round draw will be? Because that's obviously. When,
0: that's I'd it. imagine Sunday
2: um, after know, be, done the Wednesday United game. And that would be Canada's. sensible. What they'll actually do though is <laughs> probably Wednesday next. Oh, so Dent Park. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I think um, I think BT Sport are quite sensible. I mean, the the draws that they've done they did last year <laughs> were immediately after games. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll do the same. To be honest, um, good old BT.
2: Hopefully, hopefully that will be the end, and then we'll, we can talk about it on uh, next Monday night's podcast.
1: Yeah. Hi, and we can fight, we can preview the league as well. Yeah, hooray!
2: Yeah. Be a lot more interesting. And Actually, we've, get... managed to, we've managed to stretch. That's one out quite well.
1: We have. <laughs> we, well, last week we were what about an hour? We were,
2: right? Yeah. yeah. But then that was so, the first one of the season, so we were just easing ourselves mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, we haven't mentioned yet the Scottish Barry women get, The Scottish woman getting absolutely pumped.
1: Yeah, uh, well, off England aye they did a wee bit better against Portugal aye still lost <laughs> still lost aye I think
2: they're, they're, they're now in the, the infamous uh, Scottish position of still mathematically possible aye I think
1: they need to
2: beat Spain like 2 hours or something and then they need to win themselves 2-0 the, they, they
1: need some oh yeah. the thing we forgot to pick up on earlier on was Aberdeen as well was the whole day of the record thing the Aberdeen were 18 minutes away from a disastrous result and all that. Time. Was I that think, not which,
2: BBC again? Oh, was it BBC? I, I thought, thought it was D- BBC. Like I it mentioned it as well. The, the BBC pulled yeah. it again later on in, in the week, and I can't remember who they did it with. But it was one of the ones oh, that were 18 minutes away from getting... Or oh, was it thistle? Oh. Was it something to do with thistle? Yeah, it was, it was part of thistle,
0: yeah. It was... Um, yeah, we were seven, aye, seven. eight minutes at no, I no, started, Aye. Oh, aye. For seven minutes of the game, Partick Thistle, you know, were on the verge of a nil-nil, but in the other twelve minutes, we scored five goals. <laughs> Something along those lines. I'm sure. um, speaking about taking, you know, taking stories apart and taking the absolute piss out of it. Um, someone on an, Aber- an Aberdeen fan somewhere um, from the Dandy Don's Facebook page, I think it was, put up a statement about, about um, you know Aberdeen are going to move people from the morning section and <laughs> space them around the ground.
2: I saw that one, I not that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was hilarious, uh, uh, although some, some fans of my own, the things I run um, took a bit of offence to that,
2: but lighten t- up. The, the, the tweet I was referring was actually to do with Scottish women, because it was, Scotland women come close to winning their first point at a major finals, but lose to Portugal on a proper way out. <laughs> That's <her> tweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, The tweet. The, the, the calculations are that Scotland need England to beat Spain. And Portugal, plus a 2-0 victory over the Spaniards to stay in um, I'm fairly sure England did win. Is that right? It
0: sounds simpler than your um, Ross County permutations for going down last season. Aye,
2: <laughs> yeah. ah, England beat uh, England beat Spain 2-0. Yeah, so it's yeah. down to England have to beat Portugal and I think it's by two goals. Yeah. So and, it's not, un- it's yeah. not insurmountable, but it just seems unlikely because I remember right, England and Spain were the favourites for that group.
0: mm hmm Aye, I think, they've, I think they've done their achievement qualifying. It's the first time the Scottish women have um, qualified. And I'll be honest, I don't watch, um, I follow a lot of it, but from um, what I gather, women's um, football um, started to improve in Scotland and the fact that they're in major finals is good. So, yeah. uh, Hopefully they can defy the odds, but they've done well getting there in the first place. It's more than the men have done in the last 20 years.
2: Yeah, sadly, but yeah, they seem to be going, and to, to be going, the, going the same wins. way as England. They think we're going the same way as the Scottish men did 20 years ago, just getting papped in the yeah. groups. But as you say, how we would love to just even get there these days. Yeah.
0: I mean, somewhere like under 17s and under 19s have been qualifying for tournaments on a near regular basis again. But it's just when they get to the under 21s and the seniors, it's, you know, they just <laughs> bottle it or um, there's a problem. There's Well, we've talked about it um, many times. There's a problem somewhere. So whether that will be addressed, I don't know. Probably
1: not. Do we want to talk about Barry Ferguson?
2: His skin. (laughs) Craig
1: Craig White's bought him for a pound though. Uh
2: great. (laughs) No, there's some, there's something about him having, uh, uh, he's he's feeling sorry for himself up in his mansion with his gate. He's only got £6,000 worth of assets so he can't pay his creditors. (laughs) Must be his wife's house then, eh? Once a tax dodge, always a tax dodge. (laughs) I never understand all this stuff how, how can a person be to go bankrupt and then suddenly still get to live in this big house you should have to start again you should be tossed out in the street right you're bankrupt, start again go get a job, go, go get a job in a, a bookie's or a, a corner shop or something just go and pay like a regular person need to well he's writing for done. the record and he's appearing
0: um, occasionally occasional BBC Sport um, so he must be getting something to get by um, but
2: well he's been I doing mean, that uh... and still running up the debts. So he's uh he's obviously no doing something right. Yeah. I
0: don't
2: know what assets is but I mean, has he sold
0: all his medals or is he just keeping them there? Um... they should be liquidated. <laughs> aye,
1: they'll be getting taken back off me anyway. Ah,
2: that's a thought, no 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 not because yeah. that's then we've got a new SBFL board which includes Stuart Robertson, the Rangers, uh is it Ian Grey Hamilton? Let's <laughs> well, uh, I think. Lexgra- yeah. uh, Les Grey, sorry. Les Grey was on there as well. I think Ann Budge was on it previously. Uh, so that's the three Premiership uh, representatives. Uh, Peter Lowell and Ian Maxwell have left and went to the SFA's professional game board. Uh, obviously, Neil Doncaster Murdoch McLennan, the new chairman, are on there. Uh, Falkert's Martin Ritchie, Martin's Warren Hawk, uh, the two championship clubs, and Strandar's Ian Dugan. That's a board, along with independent executive Karen McCluskey. Murder McLennan, there's a name and a half sure name sure name
0: yeah. As, um, with regards to the um, you know the EBT stuff um one of your close personal friends on Twitter um I promised on my blog it will come um, either to, it will come tomorrow um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't think that's repeatable on this but
2: um I will have it ready tomorrow. Uh, it was a, an interesting conversation with the, the, the podcast. And I'm all in favour of podcast interaction. Aye, we want more of it. Yeah, SFF yeah. Podcast on Twitter. Come and join in, in discussion. I think at one point John,
1: John was watching there was any uh, interaction, though, <laughs> the other day. But uh, you know it was good. The,
2: pro- the, pro- it did, the problem with interaction I'll... is some of us have got day jobs to go <laughs> yeah. with. Well, that,
0: that's the thing. I mean, it got it actually got to the point, you know, I was getting like eight, eight tweets about what he was saying, and I just thought i was just putting a blog <laughs> I'll explain a bit I, on that I can't um, Twitter's just there's no enough characters to put my thoughts across yeah um,
1: there's plenty of characters there's plenty of characters
2: on there but I appreciate just the no plenty characters and put a bit uh, I know enough ca- the, uh, characters the, the problem with writing a blog is people might want to comment on the blog as I found out at the beginning <laughs> it's uh, it was probably one of my busier vlogs
0: yeah. <laughs> but we do appreciate the feedback um, good, bad and different um, take it on board and we'll choose to agree or disagree
2: <laughs> Anyway, and the, I like the point added. of that was that fresh SPFL sanctions on EBTs are unlikely. That's the, yes. the report today. We're going to find it on Wednesday, and Budge's promise promised us a statement. Because, you yeah. know, we do have enough statements in Scottish football. <laughs> this probably deserves no, of a statement. Not. Um, but it's, like, everybody's saying it's as fresh we've done because yeah. they're taking legal advice. I can't see anything coming of it. Um, well, again, it goes back to what I was saying last week. I, I'm more interested in how are you going to stop stuff like this happening again? What have you changed? What, what lessons have you learned from this other than uh, let's hide <laughs> I, do, I do agree with your point
0: that um, those one charge at the time shouldn't have been club boards and shouldn't have been SFA boards etc I, I completely agree with that and I made my points clear and dumb and dumber last week that they shouldn't be in the position of power given that they continuously downplay Scottish football I mean yeah. Doncaster right. you know, took three years to get a sponsor
2: From a marketing perspective they two are a nightmare never yeah. made anything else
0: Aye, and the thing that we've got to remember is TV deals up for negotiation over the next couple of years. Um, you know, if we want more money in Scottish football, and needs to talked up positively. Yeah, um, and having they two, and probably this issue over our heads, isn't going to help that. Yep. It's going to hinder it.
2: I, I, I think that that's one of the things we've we've lost through uh, Derek Ray moving to the States. Uh, he was always a for singing the praises of Scottish football. And to be fair, BT are still singing the praises of Scottish football, but it's just I just felt like he was a good figure to yeah, definitely. champion their game.
0: Yeah,
2: I think Rory was
0: a decent um, commentator. I mean, it's going to be difficult to replicate Derek Ray, mind you. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of experience. You know, there, good
1: luck to him. Yeah. So that probably concludes the podcast for this week. Uh, we're back next week, talking about hopefully two good results in Europe uh, from Chris's point of view and then our point of view with John mm-hmm. and the, the league starting so cheers guys yeah, cheers. thank you
0: cheers bye cheers <laughs>